0: Today is Saturday, March 18th, 2017, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and I want to begin tonight by playing something from December of 2016. When we were reading the message this morning, we are thinking back to some of the events that have happened this year. And at the end of last year, in December of 2016, a friend of Medjugorje was speaking to a group of pilgrims here at Caritas spontaneously walked into uh, some words that came deeply from his heart. And these words became an Avena prayer that we prayed that ended on January the first. And so listen now for just, it's about a minute and a half with a friend of Medjugorje, December the 11th, 2016.
1: You have to be a hundred percent after you leave here because now, you know, you can claim ignorance before, but once you've heard the word, it's over for you either turn away from it or embrace it. The persecution the difficulties is what I said in the school this morning. Where will we go? What will we do? That's what happened when 120 disciples left Jesus over the teaching of the Eucharist. And Jesus turns to him. He didn't say, you know, you've got to do this. You've got to believe in this. He just turned to him and says, will you also leave me? I'm not going to force the Eucharist down your throat. I'm not going to force even the belief of it. That's your decision. The apparitions are forced down your throat. That's your decision. You can reject or accept it. I can say for my part, and I can speak on behalf of all 50, 60 of us, where else will we go? What else we do? We've tasted Our Lady's love. We've tasted God's miracles. We've tasted the cross, the suffering, the tears, the difficulties, and the jubilations, and the miracles, and the beautiful things like we did this morning, a beautiful way of life. What else can we do? I could do nothing else. I don't know what else to do. Where will we go, Mary? We've given up everything for you. That was Peter's words. Jesus, what would we do? We've given up everything for you. But 120 left. Of all those in Medjugorje, I know so many people that was there active for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, that are no longer part of it. They don't want to be a part of it. Or they grew tired of it. Always remember prayer takes precedent over tiredness. you got to keep your prayer to keep you're calling. And if you're not doing your four a day, minimum, you're not going to keep it. And you're not going to understand it. And you're going to think you're persecuted.
0: And so these words ended up becoming a novena prayer that we prayed from December the 24th, Christmas Eve, that ended on January the 1st, the Feast of Our Lady. And since January 1st, we have seen an avalanche of activity of good versus evil. It's happened in the government, it's happened within the church, it's happened, it's happening in families, it's happening all over society, a confrontation of decision making uh, where people are having to be forced to make a decision one way or the other. And so we're seeing these words come to life in real time, these prophetic words come to life in real time, which leads us towards our lady's message tonight that a friend of Major will be speaking to you about. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer. As we turn radio wave over to our host, a friend of Metagoria.
1: I'm glad to be here on March 18th. Special apparition. I came up the ramp towards shipping to come into the building a little while ago. I saw on the concrete driveway a monarch. And of course these butterflies are the yellow and black ones, beautiful that everybody knows about. And many people know, but maybe some don't. That they migrate. On these wings, it's so thin that it's hard to understand how they can go from America to South America. There's two places they congregate. Have you ever seen the magazines that show the pictures of these monarchs migrating and breeding in this location? There's tens and tens of millions of them, maybe a hundred million, who knows? But they literally cover several acres. All the trees, all you see is one gigantic Monarch on top of another monarch just covering wing to wing. They're thick, like a beehive or swarming, if you've ever seen that. So, this monarch is on the ground, and all the edges of his wings are tattered. And he kept trying to flap to fly, but he has only about two thirds of what's left on one side. The other side was about half of it gone. And it wasn't just broken off, where it, it was a result of some injury they're worn out, it's tattered, they're a little shredded. And you think, this little insect, how God can make that something so fragile fly so far and then back and make it back to here at this point when winter's about to leave us, is really miraculous. And I passed over him, actually, and I came back to him and I saw one of the guys and I said, go get a camera to take a picture of this, we'll write a story about it. But he would try to move around and walk and try to fly and couldn't do it. But what I'd like to write about it is how we ourselves are so weak and tattered and worn out, and Our Lady sees that. And this thing was a beautiful parable, looking at this thing so delicate, and yet with the expectations of God put into its instinct, you got to fly from here all the way to South America and all the way back. How can he make that demand on something so fragile, something so thin, that it takes no muscles in your fingers to hold it and just rip it to pieces? And he's supposed to fly across the oceans? How is that? It's a miracle in front of us. We see miracles every day. This thing is a miracle. And it's a miracle for what is being demanded from us, from Our Lady. Because we're in the clutches of the devil, very strongly. And we're being worn out. And Our Lady is here to give us the strength through hope because we don't have the strength. She wants to strengthen us. That's what was said on March 2nd, that she wanted to strengthen us. So Our Lady here today gives us a message for us to increase our faith because if there's no love, you'll now have faith. You can only have faith if you have love. It results in that. Our Lady said on March 2nd, more love, Means more faith. It has to have faith in its instinct. Now, thinking about if its wings going to hold up, and if a man made that in any kind of way, you say there's no way that thing can go to South America. It can't make it. It's too flimsy. It's impossible. And I still don't understand it. Just looking at that thing on the concrete driveway, how did how does God do that? And so there's a miracle taking place in the world with. People that is so steeped in error, so wronged in the wrong direction, that Our Lady is here through her words to create millions and millions of miracles, to bring people to conversion that don't even have it in them for it. Our Lady refers to that in an amazing way today. That what you're consciously seeking, Jesus, and you're unconsciously Are seeking my son. We're yearning for Christ. We're starving for him, just like this monarch is yearning to get back to where it needs to go to, our own going the other way through winter. So the words of Our Lady today are beautiful words calling us to strengthen our faith.
2: The annual apparition of Our Lady of Medjugorje to Mariana on March 18th. 2017 Dear children my motherly desire is for your hearts to be filled with peace and for your souls to be pure so that in the presence of my son you could see his face because my children as a mother i know that you thirst for consolation, hope, and protection. You, my children, consciously and unconsciously are seeking my Son. I also, as I passed the time on earth, rejoiced, suffered, and patiently endured pains until my Son, in all his glory, removed them. And that is why. I am saying to my son, help them always. You, my children, with true love, illuminate the darkness of selfishness which all the more envelops my children. Be generous. May both your hands and heart always be open. Do not be afraid. Abandon yourselves to my son with trust and hope. As you look towards him, live life with love. To love means to give oneself, to endure, and never to judge. To love means to live the words of my son. My children, as a mother, I am speaking to you. Only true love leads to eternal happiness. Thank you.
1: Our Lady's call is to step out into the dark where there's no light because we're in darkness. She says, illuminate the darkness of selfishness, which all the more envelops my children. It's not decreasing, people. It's increasing. The darkness of selfishness, which all the more envelops my children. And so when a lady comes along, she asks for conversion. No matter what your situation is, she's asking for change. And I tell you, that's the scary part. Because changing doesn't always can be seen where it's going. You don't know what the next chapter is going to be. It's really an unsettling trek. that when your lady calls you to convert, you don't have a finish line. You don't have something I can see up ahead. You just have to do what she says to do because there's no finish line. Our lady said the process of conversion is a process which lasts your entire lifetime. It'd be nice if she gave us the messages, and this is the go, and this is the finish. But that finish is what she said today. True love leads to eternal happiness. That's the finish line. That's where you cross over into. So we do what St. Paul says. He said, I ran a good race. And how do you make it? How do you make that race? There's only one thing you can do is to let Our Lady work everything out. Your job is to hear our message and don't worry about what's on the next page because it's not going to be read until you get there. You have to walk blindly, holding her hands, her the guide, and just do all you can in every situation, no matter what, the best you can do.
3: Standing on the edge of the wave Watching the seasons as they turn around. Been afraid to make a change. Cause there's no writing on the next page. All you're gonna do, all you got to be is your best. Keep spinning with the world, dancing to the peace
1: See, we get complicated. We think, "Well, oh, we got to do this, and we got to do these methods, and we got so many uh, exercises, and there's so many programs coming out of the church. That are like, how are we going to do conversion? How are we going to do evangelization? This is not our problem. All the renewed things that came up through the church years ago, all the programs that come up with m- Christianity is not a program. It's not something you sit down and devise with m- methodology. You pray, you fast, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. We live that life. we got the greatest impact that I know of in regards to bringing people to conversion. We see it. We have cognition with it. It's not just personal contact. It's what we do as a mission. I'm not saying that in boasting. I'm saying that in what St. Paul says. He boasts as being a super apostle. Our Lady has said we're apostles enough to believe, to accept the messages. We've got to understand we are apostles. And we're here to renew the face of the earth. You mean we're going to renew the face of the earth? That's what we're going to be doing? Our Lady said it just a few days ago, March 2nd. Therefore, my apostles of my love, I'm gathering you around me. Look at me. with the heart, speak to me as a mother about your pains, sufferings, and joys. And she says, just before that, why? So that the world would be different. She's here for that. She goes on after that. She says, speak of my son and of me to all those around you with your life, your method, the plan. The program is to live a certain way of life, that life will show the sun, And as a result, she says, speak of my son and of me to all those around you with your life so that the world would be different. We are changing the world. We believe that. I wouldn't believe it 30 years ago, even 20 years ago, but that's our position. And we believe February 25th, 1988. Sacrifice your life for the salvation of the world. We believe June 25th, 2007. God desires the conversion of the entire world. Whose hands is that in? It's in my hands and it's in your hands.
2: Our lady today, it seems like she's trying to unveil some things before our eyes. She's saying... in. In the message, you, my children, consciously and unconsciously are seeking my son. And that we're thirsting for consolation, hope, protection. And maybe we're not receiving those things. Maybe we are. Maybe we aren't in our lives. But the fact that she's bringing out that she wants our souls to be pure and that she's telling us to have true love, true love as opposed to love that maybe we think is love, but maybe it's not true love, that we are the ones, perhaps in darkness, of our, that, that we perhaps aren't living our lives with pure intentions, that there's selfishness, perhaps, in what we're doing. Do you see that in what she's saying or expressing today?
1: Well, what's the saying about something about good intentions? What, something about being worth basically nothing. Good intentions don't get you nowhere if you're not carried around. You got to carry out those good intentions. Many people have good intentions. They may never do it. Oh, I, I, yeah, I'll give it to the poor, but I passed somebody I didn't, that I should have. Well, my intention was to do that. No, you have to have good intentions. But if you do something with good intentions, like go robbing the rich to get to the poor, you can't do that. That's thievery. No matter what your moralist ideas and your high-mindedness is, you can't be a moralist thinking, I am i know, I'm the judge, I know what I can do, and think you can rob somebody from one person to give it to somebody else because of whatever reason. You can never do that. You're guilty. And so, our lady's asking for purity. Not only a purity of intentions, she said, and coupling this today, with the message of purity. Today's message said, filled with peace and for your soul to be pure so that in the presence of my son, you can see his face. She means that. Let me tell you something about that. All right, these words are not symbolic. They're not just cutesy phrases. Oh, we're going to play pretend we see Jesus' face. You will see Jesus' face. And maybe if the person that sees Jesus' face isn't pure, but if you pray for somebody You're doing their prayers for them. So if you get down on your knees for your spouse, your children, whoever, you beg God for my husband or my wife or my daughter, whatever, and you pray for them, literally means you're doing the prayers. God looks down on Jane, whose name is really Sam, the father, and Sam's praying for Jane. God looks down on Sam, and here's Jane. He's doing her prayers for her, for her conversion, for what she needs. There was a woman. She was a nurse. She worked in a nursing home for older women. She happened to clean this woman. This lady was ugly and very nasty to her. She had to wash her and wash her feet. She'd kick her. She'd splash her water. she spit on her. She did all these things. She responded back with love. And this woman was nasty. She wasn't pure in that sense of her heart. But but the nurse really did what she would be a pure and gave her something for her actions so you can help people see Jesus by being pure even though you see Jesus. So one day, the nurse is washing her feet. She's acting up and cursing her out. And in a flash, this wicked woman looked at the nurse and saw Jesus Christ. She literally saw his face in a flash, a beatific vision in a microsecond and completely converted her. But that doesn't mean you yourself, if you're pure, you can't see Jesus. I tell you what, that woman saw Jesus and that woman changed herself. She's a mirror, beautiful things. And I don't have any doubt about these things happening. I know they can happen. And you bring these things about, and that's what I was asking. She's asking us to be holy. She wants us to love God. Do our best. I'll take care of the rest. Speak of my son and of me to all those around you with your life. Are you doing that? Are you going around doing that with your life? You notice how she said, "Speak of my son and of me to all those, not some people." where they're not going to like that, or they're in sin, or they're, they're different faith, or they're devil worshippers, or whatever they may be. I got to be careful. I got to be tippy toe. No, that's over. Speak of my son and of me to all. Not most all, to all, everybody around you, all those around you with your life, the way you live. So that the world would be different. That simplicity and purity would return. This is our marching orders. Have you acted on that just a few days ago? She comes back here today and say the same thing about purity. The selfish, the darkness of selfishness be wiped out is growing even in our majority of people because they judge the wrong way. They don't know how to judge. We talked on Medianomics a couple of days ago about judging. We made judgments. Judges is part of life, but you can't judge on people why they are what they are, but you can change what they're doing when they're doing something in error. And the assumptions people make, the guesstimates that they make, and the poor man God, Jesus says, seven out of ten is wrong. So that's very dangerous. So simply, what are we called to do? Be holy. We're supposed to follow God. And he works out everything. He walks out the path you're going to meet today with somebody who's needing conversion. Somebody needs to see Jesus in your face. And sometimes you go back to somebody who's degraded and you see Jesus in them, especially when you convert them. We've seen the Jesus in face. Our Lady's first words breathed in this valley was that your work be prayer. And everybody you meet Be an encounter with God. The people you meet, no matter what level they're in, is an encounter with God. How do you deal with that? You can deal with the efficacy of the new power that lady has to give to you, that she's going to be with you. She's going to help you to correct people. And it's working more and more weekly. We see the increasing efficacy by the week right now. And incredible things are happening right now in the Medjugorje world, most people are missing it because they're not talking to everybody around them with their life. They're immersed in the same way. So holy is the way to go. It's the path. Once you do that, once that takes place, you'll see the healing hands of God upon what your words do with your life.
4: Bring the rain I sat in darkness All broken hearted I couldn't find a day I didn't feel alone I never meant to cry Started losing hope But somehow You broke through and saved me You're an angel Days From the darkest nights, you're the riverbank where I was baptized Cleansed from the demons that were killing my freedom Hallelujah, we'll be touching, we'll be touching heaven You're an angel, still me you're never leaving Cause you're the first thing, I know I can't believe
1: turns, you're holy Ali said today, may both your hands and heart always be open. You're the healing hands where it used to be hurt. We have Ali asking literally, give me your hands. You're my extended hands. We have a message directly to the community from the mother of God the Queen of Heaven, the Queen of the Universe, tell us specifically, the community of Caritas, when I'm in Italy, says, you are my extended hands. You are my instruments. Go out and get hearts closer to God to a way of salvation. So we can speak in confidence. We don't have to guess about it. But I think I Lady gave that because we believe what she says. We believe to go out and speak of her, of everybody around us, with our life. And that's where we see so many insights into the messages.
2: Well, as as our lady did say, as you look towards him or towards my son, live life with love. That's a simple message, simple words. but, But give some examples of what our lady wants us to or how she wants us to live this life with love.
1: Well, we've got a society so complex that it's just built-in aggravations. You're in traffic, it's aggravating. You go up and and you're bombarded by all these things on on that. You're listening to something you want to hear, and then they got on the radio, and then they got commercial after commercial. These, These frustrations, aggravations, waiting in traffic, the school kids are late out of school or waiting in line. Everything is geared into a society that's not simple and pure. When you're out there on the ground, you're out there in the fields, all that goes away. You hear birds singing. And so you have these things taking place in our built-in culture that we can't get away from. It's noisy. It's constant sound. And so even in the family environment, people can be frustrated. Are you converting people through how you handle your frustrations? I tell you, your inability to deal with your frustrations virtuously make you not likable. If you deal with these things in an unholy way, you won't be likable. Deal with your frustrations patiently. I lady said that today. With her life, I passed the time on earth rejoiced, suffered, and patiently endured pains. Her pains were tremendously. But if you're not dealing with these Frustrations with calm, bringing every circumstance to peace, and you're blowing up about it, or you're getting aggravated about it. It's going to be negative for you. That's just one thing of our life. You just if everybody just worked on that one thing, how you're always bringing things to peace rather than an escalation of tensions or an inciter. The Bible says, "Do not be an inciter." And many people incite situations that should be brought to a calm and to a peace. And that's easy to do once you understand the messages. It often means to be wounded. It often means to be quiet. It often means that you have to swallow your own ego and be injured. And we've been at the foot of that over and over and over. But, you know, we end up at the peace. And we end up on the moral high ground when it happens.
0: To what you're saying Something comes to mind, and it's something from the message here where Our Lady says, With true love, illuminate the darkness of selfishness, which all the more envelops my children. What you're saying is one example of illuminating darkness in people. What what do you think today is the biggest darkness of selfishness that is within Our Lady's children today?
1: We have a whole world that centers around self. Selfies. What is a selfie? The first time I heard that, I didn't have no idea what that was about. It's always on me, myself, and I. And our lady comes over here on the 25th, I think it was, and gives a definition of me, myself, and I. Because she says exactly the same thing. I think we counted 18 times she said, me, myself, and I. You know, my this, I. She mentioned self. But she's showing us. The difference in that the darkness of selfishness. Mariana has said Mary has never, in our whole life, on earth, put herself first. Her exact words: Our Lady always put herself second. That's a pretty difficult thing to do. It means whatever you want, you always give way to the next want, beside yourself. What is the simplest definition of love? Our Lady talks about this love today. To love means to give oneself. That's what I did. To endure and never to judge. To love means to live the words of my son. Love leads to eternal life. The most simple definition that you could have of love is what I've repeated years for years. Love is simply preferring the need of another before your own. You live that with your life, you'll be loved if your inability to deal with your own frustrations, virtuously, like I said, a I go, will make you not likable. You have to deal with your frustrations patiently with love. And then people, they're going to know a frustration. They're going to know a difficulty. They know you're going to bring something to deliver. It's not good news. And then how they handle that will amaze people. Like, well, I wish I should do that. I've seen Maria do that. I've seen Maria in a situation that was very, very aggravating and frustrating, and she goes into, like, almost a second mode of resignation and physical, easily detectable peace and bringing calm to the situation. Most of these things turn into tragedy of escalating. That's why we have these problems around road rage. You know, a simple cut in the line, which is aggravating, but it escalates because they're not handling and learning how to handle these things because everything's self centered. So we do have a focus on that. We witnessed some stations across this past week, and it was very beautiful. It was very interesting that what we learned and what I really saw is the whole thing, though, is coming from a negative position of. I fail this and life is this way and, and it's a whole negative from addictions and, you know, Christ helped me and I turn away from you, Christ. And, and what really shined to me was our way of life. And it's interesting today we get that from our lady about speaking by way of your, your life for those around you. And what we saw through these 14 stations is, you know, I'll struggle with this. This is a difficult thing. Our kids immersed the opposite way. Jesus is all day long. Mary is all day long. Our life is simple and pure. And our concentration is always on God. We're sinners probably worse than the other side I'm speaking about, who may be addicted to this or all kinds of problems or whatever and degradated because we know better. But the distinguishing difference between us and where most of the world is is our way of life. It's something very desirable and actually causes envy to some people in regards to what, the way we live it. Because they're either convicted or they're jealous of it, they want it and they can't have it. But anybody can have it. It's free, it doesn't cost anything. And we come from a time that was simple, and everybody longs back for how things used to be. Because Holly wants to give this to us. The way of life she's offering is free. There's a price to pay. You have to sacrifice. You have to be praying three hours a day. You have to do your four rosaries a day, minimum. You have to be constantly on thinking God, as St. Paul said, pray unceasingly. And as the Virgin Mary has said herself, pray unceasingly. Our day is filled with this. And it's a beautiful thing. And we create so many beautiful memories, just beautiful things, innocence. We had little Tony... Which is two years old this morning, went to his dad because James took something from him and he got something back or whatever. Anyway, Tony, Big Tony went there and kind of refereed and see what was going on. He asked what happened, and James says, He took this from me. And then Tony responded to the fact, uh, No, he, no, I didn't. And Big Tony says to Little Tony, Do you know what lying gets you? He said, It gets you bitten. He's thinking of a big African lion. So the purity of that answer is a beautiful thing. These are memories for us, even in our corrections of where something happened. We have so many joys here in this. And these are the stories that we tell each other. In fact, the whole community was told this story this morning. We all laughed. He did, his innocence wasn't even thinking of it, telling a story like a lie. Lion was a lion that would bite your head off. So we see these things, we create memories, and it's really a beautiful way of life. And nobody wants to pay the price for it. And I'm telling you, you're cheating yourself by staying into the system. You're not going to get out of it overnight. Our Lady says, now's the time of the grace. Now's the time to make change. Now is the time to do those things, even though you don't know what the next chapter is going to tell you. You just do the message, and it's telling you to avoid the things in life that's clutter in your life. And keeping you from changing, and don't worry about what comes next. And you'll come into a life where everything's free. We have that here in this place.
3: Magnavox in the living room, CBS and NBC. Clothesline 10 in the backyard hockey game playing in the street, deck of cards in the kitchen, cool breeze from our screen door, grandma reading left letters, grandpa wrote her in the war. store-bought dreams. We work so hard to have it all, when all the things we want are free. Got your accent from your hometown, sense of humor from your You can't buy that A few extra bucks in the offering play even though you can't buy a prayer
1: enslaves and, and it does not allow you to be free. That's the demon. That's what the song Holy said. I lost my freedom from the demon. When I got rid of the demon, I got my freedom. And we have so many things that if you're peeking through a veil of what life goes on here in our way of life, you would be joyed. We have so many memories. So many beautiful things. Yes, sufferings and difficulties. That lady said that. She said, rejoiced, suffered. So it's together. It's what I've said many times. With the great joy of the birth of the Christ child, nursing this child, raising him, seeing him, came an equal amount of suffering and enduring pains at the foot of the cross, holding that baby Jesus and holding that dead, cold body 33 years later. What you get in consolations, you'll get in sufferings. The greater the call, the greater the difficulties. We can testify to that, but we would never change anything because this way of life is free, and it is very beautiful, and you have to start paying the price to get there.
2: We know that March 18th is a special day, something that's going to happen on this day that Marianas says is important. It's not an important day because it's her birthday, but because of an event that's going to transpire. And I find it interesting that in this message today, Our Lady does direct us towards eternal life. She's talking about when we're going to see Jesus face to face one day. She talks about the time when his glory removed all of her suffering and her pains. She ends the message talking about eternal happiness. And I found it almost a little humorous in this uh, phrasing of her message where she says, I also, as I passed the time on earth, rejoiced, suffered, endured my pains. Because in our language, I don't know how it translates in all the other languages, but when you say you're passing the time, it's usually when you are getting, you're stuck somewhere, like you are stuck in a snowstorm in your house, and you might be asked, well, how did you pass the time? or you're stuck in traffic. And somebody might say, well, how did you pass the time while you're stuck in traffic? That kind of language is used when you're kind of stuck somewhere a lot of times as a phrase. And the perspective of Our Lady is so intriguing to me. She didn't just rejoice in her life, in these moments in her life. I mean, she had angels ministering to her. She carried God himself inside her. She didn't just suffer and endure pains like we would suffer and endure our pains. She saw the depth of pain and the depth of sorrow. Yet her perspective is, this is how she passed the time, because her perspective is always towards glory, towards eternal life. Is it really possible for us to achieve that? Because I think that's what you're talking about in achieving. Achieve what? That perspective, Our Lady, that we're, whatever we are suffering in our life or enduring in our life, we're just passing I, I through. Think, yeah. I,
1: I, the vision is always, to me, I live for one thing that moment I die. I look forward to it. I pray about it. I think about it all, all every day. I pray for that moment. We know softco prayed for a happy, holy death. He died on the mountain. He prayed that last one last time every Friday. He go. He went up, and right after you breathed those words, he walks walks a few yards and drops dead. And so we want a happy, holy death. It's not going to be a sad thing. And I'm glad you asked this question and relay this because I'm shuffling a song around that I love, uh, one of my favorite. Groups is Lady Antebellum. they got a fantastic song tonight with this. But you're talking about what all he says leads to eternal life. Everything, and we got to keep going back, that we're here for one thing, not to make money, not to do this, not be in the political office, not being parents, not being sons or daughters, whatever. We're here for one thing that is a test to see where you'll spend eternity. That's the purpose of our life. Yes, we're supposed to love God with all our mind and heart and, and love a neighbor, but that's the test. You have to go through these things. And when you judge and you make false judgments, you're casting judgment on yourself and it always comes back on you. We don't make judgments on certain things except by facts. And when you have the facts and you know it's factual, because today people present facts and they're not even factual. We talked to menomics, people don't even know how to get to the facts. The facts are biblical-based. Truth is the Bible. You have to base everything you do on the Bible. And then you got the people interpret it according to their ego and their selfish ways and their selfish angle with an agenda. All these things are going to count of a, about your eternal life. Will you go to hell? Will you go to purgatory for a thousand years? Or will you go straight to heaven? You know, the goal is to go straight to heaven. I remember a priest once says, well, I'll be, I'll be happy if I just make it to purgatory. That's not my goal. I don't want to, I I don't want to do this. I don't want to go through this another 500 years. I deserve it. But I've always says, you know, Jesus, you redeem me. Mary has saved me. We got redemption. We got everything from the cross, but we have lost it through modernism, through consumerism, to materialism. We're blinded. We don't see what we're here for. And life centers around the individual. You look at people running down the road. I mean, you, you see somebody, they got a rosary hanging around the mirror. Then you see people, really what brings us together? Nothing. There's only one thing that brings people together today. How do you discover that? And what happens at that point? what makes people really reflect, think about that. Fly is here to invade. Here's a famous band Lady Annabellum White Knuckles counting beads on a rosary hoping one has an answer. You hung it on your mirror on as a novelty, but now you squeeze it till your hands hurt. And so it is. What is the common thread? The string that holds the beads. This is a coup d'etat. They slipped it in the song. It also speaks to us, what are you doing with your rosary? Are you doing the 4-H stay? Are you going to grab it when you're throwing flowers on the ground at the grave of a loved one? Flowers on the ground. Everybody's dressed up. Everybody's at peace with each other. Even those family members or friends who have been distanced. Death brings people together. Will it be for happiness? The greatest joys I had as a child, being an Italian family, was at funerals. Our whole family got together. We stayed together for three days. And it was glorious times. Tears, joys, laughing, crying, sad, rejoicing. Where did those days go? Our funeral's here in our cemetery this way. And we don't only just throw the flowers on the ground. We bury and dig the shovel of dirt covering the casket, each family member. You know why we do that? Because what this other song says, memories are free. I instituted when somebody's buried here that the family members, the direct blood family, not just community, will shovel all the dirt back on and cover the casket all the way up. may take an hour, hour and a half. And the kids are playing. And like Andrea died, 28 years old, I think it was had three kids. They're playing, putting dirt on their mama. It's a beautiful thing, a very touching thing, very intimate, something you don't need even the public to see because it's so sacred. And they're laughing and sad at the same moment. This is what I said. I passed my time. These people go to the graveyard, pass the time on life. How? She says, I did it on earth, I rejoiced, I suffered, and I patiently endured pain until my son, in his glory, removed them. What's the worst migraine headache you've ever had? Starting, say, five years ago, back through your whole life. Does it hurt you now? It's going to be like that. Once you see Christ, once that happens, it's all gone. It disappears. And so this is beautiful how we live a life from birth to death, our births are joys, the way we name our kids are joys, the way we bury our loved ones is a joy, but it also is a suffering. It's also missing, also being lonely, and yet be companionship with each other. Community is everything. People aren't able to do that today because they're not putting what they need to do to put into it. You will, because you're going to be forced to it. It's very difficult to do it now in the time of grace. Because people don't want to pay the fullness of the price to be truly with each other's family. And so we have these difficulties in life today. Your friend, your spouse, they may not be there for you. They're supposed to love you, but do we really have that today? Or is it just selfishness, as the lady said? Sometimes there may be nowhere you can turn. Many people are in such a cruel situation of hurting. And everywhere they turn, nobody's there. Their worst fears come true. They're lonely. They lost everything. And we have fractured families. We have many pains today that's difficult to endure. But our lady doesn't want that. She wants that removed. And she, you don't have to wait for Christ. You can soften those pains. you are going to have them. But you can rejoice. You can have the joys. You need to have both, not just pain. How do you get that? You follow LA's messages.
3: Calling and calling Nobody home It feels like I'm falling alone Out on an island S.O.S. on the beach Watching your plane pass over me How could you miss me? With my hands in the air, I thought you were listening. I thought you'd be there. Where were you when I had no one to turn to? Where were you when my worst fears were coming true? Where were you? I thought. path I've been on know
1: Now I know they were yours all along. Our is here in her own telling words. This is my time. She's bringing the real Jesus back to us, the Redeemer, to help us understand in this modern time, how to be saved. So the Redeemer sends a Savior and she's there for you in a way that the world up to this moment has never had the Virgin Mary. A new power that's growing day by day, increasing in efficacy to act upon the earth, that when these apparitions end in Medjugorje, her eyes and heart, according to her, will still be here in a new way until the glorious moment Jesus Christ himself comes back. Pay the price. Make the sacrifice. Do everything through the eyes of the messages, it's your road map to your passing into eternal life. Joy will be yours. We wish you Our lady. We love you. Good night.
0: this ends the radio wave show with a friend of metagoria you can order the show on cd by contacting Caritas in the us at 2056722000 again 2056722000